0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Anime Nostalgia Podcast. As always, I am your host, Usamimi, and this episode will be another short review episode. For those of you who might be newer to the podcast, a review episode is just my very fancy name for a podcast episode I record solo, where I go back and I revisit an older anime title I haven't seen in years, take some notes on what I remember about it, and then go back and rewatch it to see if I still feel the same way about it as I did back in the day, since, you know, as we grow older, sometimes our tastes change or we pick up on things we didn't notice before, yada yada yada. Simple, right? Anyway, I usually run my podcast in a schedule where I'll do two longer episodes with a guest where we go in-depth on something and talk a lot about it, and then one of these short review episodes to give me a little bit of a break. So if this kind of episode isn't to your liking, don't worry. Next month's episode will return to the longer format with a guest or two to talk about a more fleshed out topic. Before I begin the episode, I just wanted to leave a quick note saying sorry if my voice sounds a little wonky this time. I lost my voice for a little while and I was trying to wait to record it when it had fully returned, but if I waited any longer, I'd risk having this episode come out way later than I intended. So I'm pushing through and recording it right now. So sorry in advance if I sound a little wobbly or a little gravelly at times. I promise that I'm not hurting my voice. It just sounds a little weird coming out right now. So, June was E3 here in the US, and that meant a lot of news about video games for a few solid weeks. All the hype about video games, new and old, got me thinking about anime based on video games. And how I used to jump at the chance to see any anime based off of a game I knew and vice versa. I'd often rent video games that had anime-style art because, at the time, I was definitely one of the very niche target audience members for those releases back in the day. More often than not, they weren't anything amazing, but they were a fun waste of time for a weekend and worth the rental fee at least which I could usually say the same thing for the anime based off of games from back then as well. They were usually only about an hour long, questionable looking, and trying to cram an entire game or game franchise worth of content into a single story, making sure every character at least had some kind of cameo as to not disappoint all the fans. There were some exceptions, of course, but for the most part, this seems to have been the most common formula for video game adaptations back in the 90s. Sometimes, regardless of this, we'd get some adaptations that were fun, if a little bit cheesy. Titles like the Fatal Fury anime series and the Street Fighter II animated movie come to mind. Most fans can agree that, while they are definitely not perfect, They're a lot of fun and were well-produced. Titles like this were what kept me optimistic about anime adaptations about video games back in the day, so I'd still give video game anime titles a chance. Which, of course, led me to renting a copy of another release when it came out in the late 90s. A little something released here in the States by ADV called Tekken the Motion Picture. Tekken's anime adaptation was packaged up much like Street Fighter 2 the movies was, so I was hopeful it at least be somewhat similar or comparable. And I remember thinking at the time that it pretty much was, although a little bit more cheaply done, let's say. It was a bit shorter, so I think it felt kinda rushed. I remember there being a soundtrack filled with American songs, much like the Street Fighter 2 movie, but I couldn't tell you any of the names of any of the artists that were involved with it, as I've long since forgotten. I think it touched on a lot of things directly from the video games, but I don't really recall any memorable fights or action sequences. And I don't remember being particularly blown away by the quality of the animation either. And I think at some point they used some 3D computer animation for a few things. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how poorly that must have aged. Overall, I just remember being vaguely disappointed, but shrugging it off as, oh well, I guess that's another video game anime that just couldn't quite pull it off. And then moving on to the next thing newer re-releases of some older video game-related anime had me thinking about revisiting something like that. So what better time to watch this movie again and see if maybe I was a little too harsh on it back in the day? I guess we'll soon find out, cause it's time for this month's rewatch.
1: Since the beginning of history, people have fought in the name of God. Bending to the invented demands of their fickle deity and screaming for righteousness, they wantonly spill the blood of their enemies, as well as their own. The purpose behind this bloodshed, however, goes beyond simple explanations of religion or notions of justice. The truth is buried deep within those who wage the wars. Since the birth of this planet, a memory has become deeply engraved onto the genes of all living things, a memory of aggression as a means of survival, a memory of fighting. Humans seek to defend their actions in the name of truth. The act of fighting is itself a true act. Without this truth, the fighter will perish to learn the way ask your own flesh and blood because one's flesh is the door to the truth to master the way ask your own ken or fist because complete knowledge of one's flesh blood and fist is what creates one's teken and teken is the key to life
0: Tekken movie first was released in the US on VHS, ADV only offered a dub release of it, furthering their push for their new version of the series with all their super cool new music. In the early 2000s, they did finally release a DVD of it that has both the original Japanese along with the dub, but for this review I decided to stick with the English version because that's the one I originally saw. And that's the one most people my age most likely watched back in the day. If you're at all familiar with Tekken, you'll automatically recognize the flashback-slash-dream sequence in the beginning. Young Jun witnesses Heihachi taking his young son, Kazuya, to toss off a cliff in a test of strength. If he lives, then he'd be worthy of his name and training. If he died, well, then he wasn't worthy, I guess. Kazuya is severely injured and presumed dead, but he survives by literally selling his soul to the devil and swearing revenge on the father who left him for dead. Years later, Jin has grown up to be a martial artist in her own right, as well as an Interpol agent. Along with her partner, Lei Wulong. Long, they are assigned to infiltrate Heihachi's business conglomeration for inhumane genetic experimentation by entering a King of the Iron Fist martial arts tournament that he just conveniently happens to be holding at the same time for whatever reason. Of course, Kazuya also enters in hopes of killing Heihachi, and over the course of the 60 minutes, we get a whirlwind constant stream of cameos from other characters of the Tekken roster. Lee Chao plays the more vocal villain along with Heihachi, sending a steady stream of characters out trying to kill Kazuya Jun and Lei, like Nina and Anna Williams, who eventually have a fight against each other. Lei splits from the group and meets Jack and Jane, who fight even more characters, after a while, the plot seems to take a backseat entirely and is just really there to get the characters together to fight or interact somehow, ultimately leading to the final battle where Kazuya and Heihachi fight each other. Now, this dub is an interesting case for me because it was that good mix of enough sincerity to sound decent but just enough of that 90s dub corniness to make me amused. It's not as good as I remember, say, the Street Fighter 2 dub being, but I'd put it just underneath the Fatal Fury and the Darkstalkers dubs. It's got its overly dramatic performances, but only in small bursts since it's a short movie crammed full of as many Tekken characters as humanly possible but it has that special flavor of old dub that's just goofy enough to prove entertaining for the most part. For starters, ADV hired actual children for the June and Kazuya flashback, which is actually kind of impressive, but they're definitely not going to win any awards for their performances. But gosh darn it, they tried their best. Also, no one in the entire movie can seem to say Heihachi's name correctly, leading everyone to calling him Hachi for some reason or another, which I found unintentionally hilarious, but hardcore Tekken fans might find it absolutely maddening. Pair this kind of wonky dub with the very flimsy, paper-thin plot and the attempt at trying to squeeze in as many characters as humanly possible... This kind of thing would normally be a giant flop. And make no mistake, it was. But as I watched it, I couldn't help but laugh over so many aspects of it. Like, for example, this movie was never meant to be a movie in the first place, as it was supposed to be two separate 30-minute OVA episodes. So ADV stringing the two together makes all its flaws stand out even more than it would have if you would have just watched the two separately with some kind of break in between like it had been originally released in Japan. Each episode tried to have a few memorable fights in it, but with 30 minute time constraints, they're pretty lacking. So when you put all these small fights and rushed-together moments into one movie, it ends up feeling like a jumbled mess. But an entertaining one at times? <laughs> My favorite parts include the cameos of Nina and Anna Williams. Our introduction of Nina is her attempt to assassinate Kazia by spraying machine gun fire haphazardly into the windows of his hotel room which obviously is not very subtle or effective, but very fun to watch. Anna's first appearance is similar, walking into a fight and simply shooting a giant rocket launcher into the room and not really caring if she hurts Nina or not in the process. Later, they get so angry at each other, they legitimately have a fighting game brawl with each other which is probably one of the more successfully done fight scenes in the entire movie. It ends with someone getting eaten by a dinosaur, which is pretty wild, even if you are familiar with the fact that, yes, there is a fighting dinosaur in the Tekken games. And before anyone asks, yes. Roger the kangaroo also makes an appearance in this, though it's understandably short, and actually not as goofy as I would have liked, if I'm going to be honest. Further proof that ADV was probably just piggybacking off the Street Fighter II the movie's popularity was the fact that they decided to license some edgy, alternative rock music in an attempt to entice people to check out the film. This included such tracks as Clean My Wounds by Corrosion of Conformity, Straight to hell by the urge.
1: With the needles in the red think I lost my sense.
0: Save yourself by stabbing westward. So you're the meaning of life by the offspring It's Kind of amazing they were even able to afford some of those songs, as they're not all small-time bands, but they might not have quite been bands with the same amount of name recognition that Sony got for the Street Fighter II movie, which included KMFDM, Korn, Alice in Chains, etc., etc. But you can tell a real effort was made to try to collect some similar-sounding music. Sadly, the sound mixing is not the best, and this new music inserted into the dub's soundtrack often sounds too loud or too soft. And since the movie was already moving as quickly as possible due to the short runtime, each song only gets a very brief clip of maybe one or two lines of the actual song, if that. The only exception being The Offspring's The Meaning of Life, which was used as the ending credit theme to the movie and, I believe, was played in full. Regardless of these issues, this was probably one of the best parts of ADV's release of this movie and is still remembered quite fondly by fans who watched the movie back in the day. In fact, while I was looking up these tracks on YouTube, I was pleasantly surprised to see in each song's comments there'd always be at least one or two comments from people reminiscing about the Tekken movie and its great soundtrack. So, for some fans out there, this music will be forever tied to this movie in their minds. It's kind of a shame that ADV couldn't put out an official soundtrack for this movie. I'm assuming it would have been far too expensive to license the music for both the movie and to also sell. Because... If anything, this was the one thing they seemed to have accomplished well for this release. Another thing that adds a little to the overall cheesiness of the movie was that this is an early example of anime trying to go all digital. That's right, the Tekken anime was done entirely with computers, no cells or paint. Which, for its age, is not terrible looking, but it's nothing to write home about either. In fact, I realized while watching it that now it has a similar look to the anime cutscenes we often see in video games, ironically. The colors are usually either too bright or too dark, the backgrounds look unnaturally still or out of place, and the random use of 3D modeling animation never meshes well with anything around it. It wasn't terribly impressive at the time, and that hasn't really changed as the years have passed, and digital animation has improved by leaps and bounds. At best, it looks like a decently animated episode of a TV series. At worst, it looks like a poorly animated episode of a TV series. With all these criticisms, you might think that I totally hated it, But in all honesty, I kind of had fun revisiting this. (laughs) It is for sure on the bad end of video game adaptations. But to be fair, if you've ever played any of those old original Tekken games, they were just as weird and goofy to be honest. So trying to make a serious anime out of it might have made this adaptation doomed from the very start. For something based on a fighting game, the fighting is completely lackluster most of the time, and any of the good action is just gone in a flash. If you have a favorite fighter, even if you're lucky enough to see them in a battle, it won't last very long, and it won't be worth seeing him or her in action. And it doesn't treat any of the women in the Tekken franchise very well at all with several people giving Jun the whole wow, you're not bad for a girl sort of comment. And of course, since it's an anime based on a fighting game, there's not only a brief shower scene for no apparent reason, but there's gonna be fights where women get punched directly in the face. But thanks to the magic of fighting games, and I guess in this case, anime, None of them are shown as being fatally hurt or disfigured, and blood is surprisingly kept to a minimum throughout the movie. But there is so much ridiculous stuff in this specific production of the anime that I don't think anyone could ever take this seriously, no matter how hard they tried. I mean, there is literally a scene where a character drops a rock, on an armed guard's head that was standing watch in front of the evil villain's cave hideout. And the dub actor simply goes, Oh! And the second guard asks, What's wrong? It plays out like a bad 80s movie with a Tekken flavor, complete with the second villain in command having a group of women who all look exactly the same. Running the high tech battle station of his hideout. It is very dated and goofy as hell, but there's still a bit of entertainment to be had in all of that cheese. <coughs> the director of the Tekken anime was Kunihisa Sugishima, who worked on many of the brave anime series like Might Gain and Gao Gaigar as both a storyboard artist and a director as well as doing various Gundam shows like Zeta Gundam, G Gundam, and Gundam Wing, also as a storyboard artist and episode director. The scripts were done by Ryota Tamaguchi, who also wrote for One Half, G Gundam, and The Vision of Escaflowne. Character designs were done by Kazuaki Yanagisawa, who also did art for some of the original Shin Megami Tensei games and Green Saga, but not much else, apparently. Masaki Kanan was the animation director and also worked on the original Ureseyatsura TV series, City Hunter The Motion Picture, and the Ronikenshin Kenshin TV series. There aren't really any big names in this dub, as many of the actors involved seem to have stopped doing dubs shortly after ADV stopped producing things. Adam Dudley plays Kazuya well enough though Dudley's mighty deep voice almost sounds a little overkill for someone like him. He was also the dub voice of Seiji in New Fist of the North Star, Falcom in City Hunter Secret Service, and Dr. Cohen in Getter Robo Armageddon. Eddie Patterson plays June, and she was also Nina in the dub of City Hunter 357 Magnum, Sheru in The Legend of Crestania, and Yuka in Variable Geo, another video game anime adaptation. John Paul Shepard played a very convincing Heihachi, and was also the dub voice of Killium in City Hunter 357 Magnum, and Dr. Hell in Mazen Kaiser. Grey Haddock seems to be the only one of the cast members still working a bit these days, played Lei Wulong, and he was also the dub voice of Sanosuke in the Rurouni Kenshin film in OVAs, Grib in The Legend of Crestania, and Yosuke in Wedding Peach. He was also an ADR director and scriptwriter for many of ADV's City Hunter movies and the Queen Emeraldus OVA. He currently seems to be working as a voice and staff member of Rooster Teeth's production of Ruby. As I said previously, ADV's cobbling together of the Tekken anime was initially released, dubbed only, on VHS with no subtitled VHS. Probably due to the fact that they paid to license all those cool new alternative rock music for it, so they were trying to push that English version as much as possible. In either late 1999 or early 2000, however, they did release a DVD version of Tekken the Motion Picture that included both their new dub and the original Japanese audio. It's long out of print now, however, thanks to ADV no longer existing as it once did, and as of this recording, no one seems interested in picking it up for a re-release. If Discotech Media's restoration of the Street Fighter II movie is any indication, Putting together a re-release while removing licensed music from the background is a tedious, difficult task if a master copy of the dub audio no longer exists. This could be one of the reasons why nobody wants to do it, other than the fact that, well, I doubt there's many people out there clamoring for it to come back. ADV's old DVD version is still floating around out there for people who are interested, but expect to pay at least $30 or more for a used DVD copy. If you're a tape head, VHS copies seem to be a little easier to find, but only slightly cheaper. So, now that all is said and done, would I recommend this mashed-together Tekken movie? Well, it depends. If you've been a fan of Tekken for a long time, and you're familiar with how corny and ridiculous the franchise can get, and you might love it for those things, then you might appreciate this attempt at an anime adaptation. And if you have a group of friends who like watching stupid things while having a drink and laughing over it, then this is definitely one you could all have fun with. So if you're entertained by bad things being bad, It might be worth an hour of your time, but if you're not into Tekken or fighting games or video games period, you're just fine avoiding it. I feel like Street Fighter II the movie handles adapting video game characters you know and love fighting each other way better. And if you're not really a fan of video games, there's no shortage of anime with cool fight scenes in them. The Dragon Ball series, Fist of the North Star, Project Aiko, Ramo One Half, and Cowboy Bebop all have lots of memorable fights and action choreography with varying degrees of seriousness for you to choose from. And all are fan favorites for a reason. And all of those are currently in print and easy to find to boot, unlike this Tekken adaptation. And honestly, for the price of the out-of-print anime DVD you can go buy one of the Tekken games and probably have a lot more fun that way. Also a lot more replay value. And that about wraps it up for this short review episode on Tekken The Motion Picture. Many thanks to those who left me tips this month on Kofi, including Rachel, Michael, and a very nice tip from someone who wished to remain anonymous. Thanks, everybody. If you want to get a shout-out in the next episode of the podcast to be just as cool as they are, all you have to do is go to my Kofi account and leave me a tip of two or more coffees. I'll have a link to that in the show notes, which you can see at animenostalgia.blogspot.com as well as at animenostalgia.tumblr.com, where you can also find other relevant links for this episode as well as links to past episodes. You can also find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Just do a search for the Anime Nostalgia Podcast, and you can usually find it. And while you're there, you could always show my podcast some love by leaving a rating or a review. I always love seeing what people have to say about the podcast. Or, if you'd rather send me your thoughts and comments directly, or you just want to say hi you can always email me at anime nostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. It might take me a little while to get back to you, but I promise that I do read all the email that I get. Next episode, I'll be returning with a special guest for another longer discussion episode. So until then, I've been your host, Usamimi, and I'll see you next time.
1: Wasting your time here. You have better things to be doing.